Hello again, it's Todd, and welcome to another podcast of Spinning Singles. And it's um, a nice Sunday afternoon for a change, sunny out. And um, we finished up the year 1981 last time, and this time we're going to start with January 1982. And before we get started, um, just have to mention we lost a very influential member of my favorite group of all time, Fleetwood Mac, this week, Christine McVie, passed away. And just had to mention it because i um, such a fan of theirs. I was able to see them in concert back in their Tango in the Night tour, which was a great concert. And now they're having a um, all-channel uh, devoted to Fleetwood Mac on Sirius XM, so I've been listening to that as well. So uh, just had to mention that. And... Um, it's getting towards the Christmas season, and a lot of the Christmas songs are charting again, which is nice to see. But back in 1982, the rules were different, and the rules in the chart said that you had to have a re-recording of the song for it to chart. And nowadays, it just has to have enough streaming or airplay to reach above number 50, and then it will chart on the Billboard charts, which is happening quite a bit now. So we'll get it started with January 9th, 1982. And the first song to come in um, was By Air Supply, and they were hot back then. This one came in at 32, up 10 positions. And then we'll go on to number five. It's called Sweet Dreams. Um, it uh, was on the Arista label, which was their label, and um, has the Arista sleeve from the album The One That You Love. And uh, not a picture sleeve and not a particularly hard record to find or a valuable one. It did get a lot of airplay. And uh, that was Air Supply with Sweet Dreams. And the only other song to come in the first week of 1982 was by the Canadian rock band Loverboy. It came in at number 40 and would go to number 29. It's called Working for the Weekend. And it's one of my favorite Loverboy songs. Very upbeat, positive, weekend-sounding song. Um, and I liked it when I first heard it. It's from the album Get Lucky. It did have a lot of airplay, especially on the rock stations around here. Um, it did have a picture sleeve, and it's a black and white picture sleeve, and it shows a picture of the group running on the cover. Same on the back. And it's uh, one of their harder picture sleeves to find. I would say it's probably about a 5 to $10 sleeve. You can find it in good shape nowadays, and you still hear that song quite a bit. And for years, they played it a lot heading into the weekend, of course, because of the, uh, the theme of it. So that brings us to the next week in January of 1982, and that was dated the 16th. And uh, the next song I'm going to talk about was another country artist crossover. It came in at 35, and it was another hit by Kenny Rogers. It was called Through the Years. It was a ballad, and I um, remember hearing it a lot on the radio. Uh, also from the album Share Your Love. came in at 35, a good at number 13. So it's a pretty big hit for him nationally. It's on the Liberty label, and he did not have a picture sleeve with this one. And it's not a valuable record, I would say, 3 to $4 if it's in really good shape. And that's Kenny Rogers through the years. And speaking of country, which was crossing over quite big back then, this next one's from a country artist. Came in at 37, and it's by the country group called Alabama. Love in the First Degree is the name of the song. And it would go to number 15, so that was a pretty decent hit for them. It was on the RCA label, which was their label back then, and um, was from the album Feels So Right, which had also charted before this. 
And this particular song I heard got some airplay. Don't hear it much anymore. Um, it's got the RCA sleeve and the RCA label. Also, no picture sleeve and also a not a valuable record or a hard record to find. Next song to come in, we were just kind of mellow in the beginning of 82. Well, this is another mellow song. It was by an artist named Bertie Higgins, who actually started recording back in 1964. But this was his first top 40, and it came in at 39 and would go to number eight. So it was a pretty big hit. It's called Key Largo. And it got a lot of airplay on the AC stations and on the top 40 station. It's on a label called Cat Family, and that's cat spelled with a K. And the first pressing of this shows a WS9 on it, and it's very difficult to find. In fact, I just got this record a couple weeks ago. I've had a copy of it, but not the first pressing. First pressing shows WS9. Why that was, I'm not sure. Probably had something to do with the label itself. But that's Bertie Higgins, and it went to number eight. And the last song to come in that week in the top 40 was by an artist named Eddie Schwartz. I had never heard of him, um, had to look him up, and he was actually from Ontario, Canada, and this is his only top 40 hit here in the U.S. It's called All Our Tomorrows. It's from the album No Refuge. It was on the Atco label, which was gray, and um, it was a family member of the Atlantic group, so it had that sleeve, and no picture sleeve with this one. This is not a song you hear on the radio much at all, and not then, and don't hear it much now. And it came in at 40 and went to 28. That's as high as it got. And that's Eddie Schwartz and All Our Tomorrows. Um, and the only other song I want to talk about was a Hot 100 hit at first. And then it kind of, it's one of the songs that came in, kind of meandered on the charts, fell back down, almost fell off, and then all of a sudden gained a new popularity and jumped up. It spent 43 weeks on the Hot 100, almost a year. But it came in at number 90. It was from a group called Soft Cell, which I'd never heard of before. It's called Tainted Love. And it was actually a cover of a song done by Gloria Jones back in the 60s. But um, this particular version gained airplay over time. And it would end up hitting number eight eventually. And it does have a picture sleeve. And the picture sleeve is probably tougher than the record to find. It just shows a, um, an art rendition of Soft Cell with a yellow background and a live version of them on the back, on the, a live picture, I should say, on the back cover. Now, the record itself has always um, got some value because it, it was one of those records that just never would die. They got a lot of airplay, and you're thinking, God, that must have been a number one song. Well, it was number eight, so it was a big hit. But that was their only hit here in the U.S., the only top 40, and that soft sell with Tainted Love. Which brings us, we're rapidly moving through January of 1982, which brings us to the 23rd of the month of January, 1982. And the first song to come in was another sleepy ballad. I call this the sleepy time, sleepy time winter. And um, it was by Journey called Open Arms. And it was a huge, huge hit for them. Went to number two, just missed number one. It came in at 29. Um, and I'm sure you've heard it on the radio. And um, from their album Escape, it did have a picture sleeve, shows a picture of the group on a step, and it was on their Columbia label. And the picture sleeve in the record is probably about a $5 record, and one you hear on the radio quite a bit even today. But it's probably one of their bigger hits, and that's Open Arms by Journey. Next song I'm going to talk about, when it debuted, I'm like, wow, I, I didn't even know this artist was still recording. It was Del Shannon 
And he had had a huge hit in the 60s, early 60s, called Runaway. And then he had a couple other ones. One was called Keep Search and Follow the Sun. But Tom Petty produced this, and it's on the network label. And it's actually a cover of the song Sea of Love, which was originally done by Phil Phillips. And this was kind of a, an upbeat version of the song. And it came in at 38. We go to number 33. And it was from Del Shannon's album Drop Down and Get Me. And um, like I said, produced by Tom Petty, that probably had something to do with it, charting. And um, unfortunately, he has passed away now, but this was his last appearance in the top 40 at the time, and that was Del Shannon. Uh, next song, you guessed it, another ballad. Um, coming in by Barry Manilow, he was still charting quite a bit back in the early 80s, and this one came in at number 39. We go to number nine, so it was actually a pretty big hit for him. It's called Somewhere Down the Road. And it was from his LP, If I Could Only Love Again, or If I Should Love Again, on the Arista label, just like Air Supply, with an Arista sleeve, no picture sleeve, not a valuable record or a hard record to find. And it's uh, not one you hear on the radio much anymore. Um, and the last song I want to talk about for that week was a song by Genesis. And it came in and it was called Abacab. And it was, I believe, the title of their album. And um, on the Atlantic label with a picture sleeve, and a picture sleeve kind of shows a picture that's on the album itself. Um, and the song came in at 40, would go to number 26. So it was a moderate hit for Genesis. And the thing about this song was the 45 version was, um, was only about four minutes long, but the album version was much, much longer. So if you want more of Abacab, you've got to get the album. And I think it's probably six or seven minutes. But the 45 version is only four, four minutes or so of Abacab by Genesis. Which brings us to the last week of January 1982, and it's dated January 30th. And the first song to come in, or the highest song that week in the top 40, was by Diana Ross, and she was following up Why Do Fools Fall in Love. And this one's called Mirror, Mirror, and it's on the RCA level. And no picture sleeve with this one. And um, got a lot of airplay. And it made it all the way to number eight. So it was a pretty big hit for her. And a not a valuable record by Diana Ross. And no picture sleeve, like I said. But we did hear it quite a bit on the radio. I remember my sisters liking this song a lot. Which brings us to the next song to come in at 37 that week. And it was a big mover. It moved up from 52. And it was by Stevie Wonder, who was still having quite a bit of chart success. It's called That Girl. And it was on the Tamala label. And um, from the album Stevie Wonder's original Musiquarium. And it would go to number four. So it was a big, big hit for him. Nice song by him. You hear it a lot on the radio. Heard it a lot back then. Still hear it today. Um, did not have a picture sleeve. And the record itself is not one of a his valuable ones, I'd say probably 3 to $4. Um, next song to come in right behind it was what you might call a novelty song, and it was about a video game, and video games were big back in the early 80s. And this was based on Pac-Man. It's called Pac-Man Fever, and it's all about the Pac-Man game. It's even got the sound effects and everything, and it's by Buckner and Garcia, and it came in at number 38 and went to number nine. So it was a pretty big hit. Now, the thing about this record was a lot of times records will be released on smaller labels locally. 
and then it gets picked up nationally. And that's what happened with this record, because originally Pac-Man Fever by Buckner and Garcia was released on a BGO label um, earlier in 81. And of course, that's the harder record to find. I say that's probably about a $10 record to find. Then it went and gained popularity. Columbia picked it up and decided to release it on their Columbia Orange label. And that's the label and the song that hit number nine nationally. And that's Buckner and Garcia, Pac-Man Fever. Um, last song to debut in the top 40 that week. Though my voice is a little raspy today. You refresh it here. It was by the rock group The Police. And it was from Ghost in the Machine. And it's called Spirits in the Material World. And it came in at 39. would go to number 11. So it was a pretty big hit for them with a picture sleeve. And the police have some value. I'd say with the picture sleeve, it's 7 to $8 if you have one in good shape. And it's one you heard on the radio quite a bit, especially around here. And it just missed the top 10. And that's Spirits in the Material World by the Police. And the one more song I'm going to talk about that came in the Hot 100 that week um, was by a country artist named T.G. Shepard. And he had had his one top 40 hit back in the summer of 81. I loved him, everyone. We talked about that earlier. This one was called Only One You, and it came in at 96 and would only go to 68 on the pop charts, but it was a bigger hit on the country charts. And I just remember hearing this quite a bit, and I liked the song a lot, so that's what I wanted to talk about. It's on the Warner Brothers label. did not have a picture sleeve, and it's not a valuable 45 at all. So that wraps up January, so I got time to get into February of 1982. And at the time... These were the songs that, that I heard a lot on the radio. And the first one was by one of my favorite artists from Britain, Cliff Richard. And this time it's a cover of an old song that was originally done by Shepard and the Limelights. It's called Daddy's Home. It's a ballad. And it was from his album, Wired for Sound, on the EMI label with the EMI sleeve. Came in at 36 and would go to 23. And as it turned out, that has been his that's been his last top 40 appearance. I don't think he's had another one in the US. He's put some on the Hot 100, but this is the the last one I could think of. And the thing about Cliff Richard is, uh, last week he just uh, put out a new Christmas album overseas in the UK and it has some really good Christmas renditions on it and I was listening to it the other day and he still sounds pretty good after all these years considering this song was out in 82. The cut I like off of it a lot that's probably made it will make it on my countdown is his version of Jingle Bell Rock. So if you want to go listen to that, it's probably pretty good. Next song I'm going to talk about is another overseas group that was winding down at that point. Um, talking about ABBA, it came in at 39 and we go to 27. It's called When All Is Said and Done. Kind of a premonition there. It did have a picture sleeve. It kind of shows um, kind of a painting or a portrait of them and it was on the atlantic label and uh, believe it or not it was their last top 40 hit just like cliff richard i haven't seen them on the top 40 since then um they have had some hot 100s but this was it and that's from the visitors album and abba still has some value i'd say it's a three to four dollar record the sleeves probably about the same so together i'd say it's a six to seven dollar record and the last song i'm going to talk about that we have time for that came in the hot 100 for that first week of February, February 6th was by a song called um, here to love you. 
And it's interesting, when it came in the charts, it says here to love, but when the record is here to love you, I'm not sure if it was changed or not, but it was by the Doobie Brothers, and it came in at 81 and would go to 65. That's as high as it got. Uh, for some reason, I have not been able to find a stock copy of this record. I've only had a promo, and it's been on my list for many years. I've not seen it. So maybe there wasn't one made, or if there was, there were so few, and since it didn't get very high, I can't find it. But it was actually from um, The Best of the Doobies, Volume 2, and I do hear the song um, on Yacht Rock Station, so it's not something you don't hear too often, but uh, for some reason cannot find a stock copy of the song, and that's the Doobie Brothers here to here to love you. And that should bring us to a close for this edition of Spinning Singles. And um, we will pick it up again, and we will continue with February of 1982 next time. <laughs>